I'm going to show up with a martini one day. Welcome to South Jersey Girls. I'm Klein Aliardi. I'm Jane Feld. I'm Elisa Terriani. And I'm Marianne Aliardi. It's officially been a year since we started working from home. And as weird and depressing as that is, uh, I think it should be marked. And I want to do that with a few rounds of this or that. So choose your fighter, AirPods or over the ear, you know, like Beats headphones. <sighs> AirPods. Yeah. Easy AirPods. I go in between. I've got some bows like wrap around. <laughs> wow. They're very cool. Nice. Yeah. I don't want anything on my hair over my head. You know, like don't touch the hair to quote uh, Saturday Night Fever. Ring light or sitting in front of your window with natural light. Oh, that's a tough one. Ring is light. It I look a, good in a ring light. Is it a sunny day? Yes. Perfect lighting, but it's natural okay. light. Oh, natural light. Definitely. That would be nice if there weren't people all over the place that scream. So huh. I'm going with ring lights so I can be in my basement. There you go. They, they, oh, I thought you meant like they see you in the window and they scream. Oh my God, who is that in the window? <laughs> I wouldn't like that either. Uh, 48 ounce water bottle or multiple trips to the kitchen? Multiple trips because you feel reassured. Like, yes, I'm drinking water. I'm drinking water. I'm drinking more water. 48 ounce water bottle right here. Oh yeah. no. No, I'm with Marianne. Multiple trips and also <laughs> my apartment's like 700 square feet. So it's not far. That's true. If I do that, then I'll be like, hmm, I wonder about the laundry or, oh, let me check the refrigerator and see what we're going to eat tonight. Yeah. Table or couch? Couch. What? I live on my couch. I, again, feel like if I get too relaxed, my mind is going to wander. Okay. When you are doing work, uh, Spotify playlist or South Jersey Girls, aka podcasts. South Jersey Girls. Oh, people cannot be talking to you while you're trying to work. As much as I think everyone should listen to South Jersey Girls at any time, even when yeah, they're really. working, but not for me. No, I'm TV in the background kind of person. Something I don't have to pay attention to, but can like glance up every once in a while. And then cocktail or wine? Cocktail. That's Wait, easy. While working? No. Oh, <laughs> I'm all for that. Cocktail yeah, while really. working. I like that. I, like I was telling um, I was telling Klein that I'm going to show up with a martini one day to see what happens. <laughs> we should do that. We should make it, you know, mar- this this is a martini episode. Quarantini. I love that. Well, Klein will tell you that I, I've gone through a craft cocktail phase in, in quarantine, so. And I love it. Last one, uh, jeans or leggings? Leggings. Depends on the day. Ooh. Sundresses. Any, every yeah. day. Especially when it's cold outside because that is what's keeping me sane because I'm, I tell myself it's summer. Look at how you're dressed. It's summer. It's nice. It's beautiful. I don't know if it works that way. Hey, wishful thinking. I like it. My dog keeps me sane. Unless he's like driving me nuts at the time, he keeps me sane because he's constantly sitting right next to me while I work on the couch. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, my dog is, is my foot warmer. When I go to the office, I'm like, oh, why can't Augie be here? So you're back in the office now? Not full time, but... As you might have noticed from my answers, my mind gets easily distracted and the office is really quiet and it's just easier to work there as opposed to five, four other people working remotely and a dog barking every time deer are in the vicinity. <laughs> is, that a, is that a normal occurrence? The dog reacting to the deer is, is very normal occurrence and he really goes ballistic and the people being all around, yes, because Craig got the good desk up in the room where he can shut a door. Mm. And I got Grand Central. I got the kitchen desk. And they're like, yeah. And now I have three teenage boys. They eat all the time right. and need yeah. help with. You're, you're working in the middle of life. Yes. 
life is just going on around you, buzzing on around you and you're trying to work. Yeah, it makes it easier. My only office mate is the dog and like sometimes John. <laughs> yeah, does, does John work from home? He has always worked from home, but he like moves around a lot and he's on calls a lot. So he leaves the house for like hours at a time. Pretty quiet. Yeah, he is also really quiet. But Craig, if I'm home and he needs something immediately and I don't respond right away, he'll like call my phone and I'll hang up. And like, he just like, like he wants an immediate response. Yeah. Well, John has a habit of texting me in the middle of the podcast all the time because he usually hides in our room right there. And he goes, are you off yet? Can I come out? Am I on camera? <laughs> oh my gosh. When are oh, we there? It's fine. It's okay. To, for some reason, he's just like terrified of, for some reason, yeah. you guys finding out that he, yeah. he lives in this apartment. <laughs> Joe has always worked from home, always, even before the girls were born. So he's worked from home for like 25 years. But I, the one good thing about the whole quarantine is this is what we've always wanted. Like when we were dating, the thought of the two of us being, having money and, you know, being a little more settled and being in your house together every day for over a year because we're empty nesters. So it's like, <laughs> this is pretty good. That's so interesting because weren't you really against work from home? Oh yeah. yeah. I questioned whether people would be productive. And, and you know, part of me was correct because if you look at Jane, she has a, a really hard time being productive at home. It's very difficult. If my three daughters were still here, totally different scenario. No, that's not to say that there aren't some people whose kids are home and, and they can make it work. I believe that they can. But when you're forced to do it, it's like, oh, you know what? Okay, this, this can work. This can be done. So yeah, I mean, I was for a dress code too. That's changed. A lot has changed in the past year on how I think about things when it comes to work. Like we all lost our commute. What's weird about working from home is like, I didn't have a long commute. It, it was maybe 15 minutes, but at least that was a transition from being in work mode to being at home. And there's none of that here. Yes. I'm having such a hard time with that. Like in like weird things too, that are unstructured. Like, I don't think I brush my teeth until noon every day. Uh-huh. And I, I don't know why I just like, don't find time in the morning. <laughs> I've manufactured a fake commute. I go and get my chai and then I go walk for a couple blocks and then I come back to my apartment and do I look like an idiot probably do no. I care yes well, no one much, knows but... I mean you don't have a suitcase with you no I think that's good right? I think everyone has to come up with their own routine you you know kind from when you lived here in quarantine when I get up in the morning I come into the family room and I straighten all the pillows I fluff what? up like the back of the cushions I do it I I put all the pillows where they should go on the couch and then like the love seat. And it's like a, it's a routine that you just get into. You are so lucky I didn't know that because I would have ridiculed you you for the entire time I was home. I had no idea. That's insane. No, it's, it's not insane. It's just everyone does their own thing. And I think it's really hard on the kids to do remote school because like, you know, they're not as, as um, cognizant of getting into a routine. And we've had a lot of trouble with my older one getting up in the morning. There's so many days that we don't realize that he slept through until we get like 15 calls from the school and 10 emails saying that he's, he's not there. I can't imagine how difficult that must be. That's the only thing that like, I feel very grateful for that the pandemic happened before I have like kids or any kind of real responsibilities besides myself Mm -hmm. and a dog. 
but I do go on a walk in the afternoons now because the, I think my favorite thing about work from home is that I can, I don't like change my schedule, but I can change it a tiny bit. I usually work until like six, six thirty now because I can take a walk in the middle of the afternoon with the dog. And it's just so nice. That yeah. Is definitely flexibility. One of the yeah. I think I talk to you guys more now than when we were in the office. I really do. I feel like That's I used to just your... like sit in my corner and yeah. never move or talk. I got called out a lot for that when I, when we were in the office. They were like, do you ever come out and socialize? <laughs> I don't think I would know how to do that anymore. Socialize? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? We're no, calling. small talk. Like, Oh, well, yeah. That's kind of what I meant. I feel yeah, like but today's small socialize. talk is just like, wow, look at this pandemic going on. Today's yeah. small talk Easy. is just talking about how miserable it is to be stuck in your house yeah or how is everyone in your family healthy or if uh people are getting their vaccination that's a big conversation now true which is good we couldn't have that a couple months ago no but being a year in i'm done with the work from home hacks i'm much more interested in the uh the dumbest work from home products because we've been doing this for a year. Like you just run out of ideas sometimes. I saw in a magazine biker shorts to wear. And that to me just sounds like the incredibly dumbest thing because I don't even like biking in them. I, it's like you feel like you have a diaper in your pants. Wait, what do you mean? Biker shorts specifically for work? Yeah, <laughs> because they have pockets and they're supposed to be comfortable, but I guess if your idea of wearing a diaper is comfortable. How do you think it feels like a diaper? <laughs> because they're padded. Like they're padded so you won't get. Oh, you're getting biker actual... shorts are you. That's yeah. yeah. Biker shorts are just like the, are like those without the padding. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Is that what they are? Is that what they were so. selling? Or were they selling it with the padding that you would use in like a spin class? You know what? Maybe, <laughs> maybe they were just biker shorts. But <laughs> yeah. since I, at different times in my life was more serious about biking. When I think of biker shorts, I think of the diaper mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> I have another product that someone came up with. It's a hammock. Have you seen this? That hangs under your desk. So you need a desk that like- Is massive? <laughs> well, I don't know. So the, the one that um, I saw, it actually looks like the desk Joe has, which is a standing desk. So it's like a table with like the two two legs. So you tie the hammock to each leg and then you can, it shows a picture of an adult man laying in the hammock under his desk, taking a nap. <laughs> I showed it to Joe. I was like, what is this? And he said, I don't know what that is, but I have to have it. I was like, that's not going <laughs> to Can you get one? No. First of all, if it's work from home, you could go take a nap on your couch. <laughs> that's how or, I feel. Yeah. Oh, it seems like one of those, like, uh, you know how when you see dresses online and then you get them in the mail and they look nothing like what's online. Like, yeah. I feel like you would order that and like a small fishnet would show up in your <laughs> you go crashing your, down yeah right your whole desk would just come down <laughs> see no offense to joe but i really hate the idea of a standing desk i just feel like i don't know i well i mean i guess they're probably nice for a little bit but i feel like they're not sustainable and they i just feel like everyone's gonna end up working on the couch anyway and they're gonna turn into like people who owned a stairmaster that's no his, go- his goes up and down so he'll okay. stand for some of the day and he'll sit for some of the day which i think is the healthiest thing possible why that to do both because you shouldn't be you're you guys are young right you're in your 20s you will find out that it is not a good idea to sit all day i think i've already found that out (laughs) 
Well, yeah. There's... My hips crack on a regular basis. This is like actually the opposite of what you're looking for, but the best product that I found for working at home, well, I guess it's working in general, is the Apple Watch because it tells me all the time, like, time to stand, time to breathe. And I'm like, go. okay, no one's around. I'm going to stand and I'm going to do some some calisthenics. And then yeah. I go back. And I work. would ignore that. Yeah. I know I, myself. I know I'd ignore it. I used to have a Fitbit and it would do that. And I would just be like, okay, I can't stand up right now. I'm doing something. And then mm-hmm. maybe this is like a more uh, Marion and my age thing. But if I am sitting at my desk for three hours and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I forgot to eat or do anything. And I get up and I feel like I have iron legs and they're just so stiff. Yeah. And I'm telling you that my, like in the past year, I've had pain in my hip flexors. And what the chiropractor said to me is, oh, well, you sit all day and your hip flexors are so tight. They, they just get like bent and you need to stretch. They need to be stretched out. And it is amazing the amount of pain that you will feel from that. And I'm telling you, stand up at your desk periodically. Otherwise, you're going to you're going to be hurting. Yeah. Listen to your Fitbit. Save yourselves. Stand up. Jeez. I'm going to go back to the I'm couch s- right from here. <laughs> oh my gosh. I you know, every I morning I wake up and I say, I'm not going to work on the couch today. And then every morning I'm like, well, just for the first 10 minutes. And then I never get up. <laughs> so at least since you're a cocktail person, give us your go-to cocktail. Work to- cocktail? send us out what i thought you were asking her what you know what's her work cocktail <laughs> no which I'd, I'd be interested to hear <laughs> what, what do i have at 2 p.m well yeah i wouldn't make her tell you that <laughs> No, yeah, yeah, that one's a secret. It, it rotates. So I just got out of a big um, whiskey sour phase and now I'm in my gin martini with a twist. Oh wow. my God. Cause you're a 60 year old man. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm here today with Rachel Ginter from charcuterie Instagram page, dream boards. How are you doing, Rachel? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to talk about, first of all, to talk about food, um, but especially <laughs> your Instagram page, which just calms me on a daily basis. Oh, that is like the <laughs> nicest thing. It really does. How did you get to this point? Was a charcuterie board Instagram always the plan? So about two and a half years ago, I fell in love with charcuterie and food styling when I was scrolling Instagram one night. Uh, rocking my baby to sleep, oddly enough. Um, And I started doing them as a hobby for when, remember when we could get together, like half gatherings? Like, (laughs) I I don't actually. (laughs) By March of 2020, I had opened up a small business to cater with custom charcuterie boards for um, people to tell me what their dream board would be. And then I would create it for them, hence the name. Um, But then, of course, in March of 2020, the world just stopped. And I wasn't Mm -hmm. the only new small business feeling uh, the strain of the unknown. And the now I have to be mom slash teacher plus plus wife slash run this solo business to run a business in South Jersey, uh, a food business. And and any part of New Jersey, you need a commercial kitchen. And I was in between kitchens. Kitchens were closed, restaurants were closed. So I started to just look at Instagram differently, try to figure out how can I be flexible? How can I be fluid? And here we are now, two years later, maybe I found something different that's still viable and successful in its own right. Yeah, you have more than 15,000 followers at this point. I think more than 16,000 actually. It's so crazy to me and it will forever be humbling to think I'm like, I'm at the cusp of 17, which sounds ridiculous, Wow! but it's 
so humbling to me to think that seven, nearly 17,000 people saw something I did and thought, I want to see more of that. Yeah. So, and, and that happened rather quickly. What was that like? From March of 2019, when I started my hobby account to March of 2020, I had only about 1,100 followers, which is still a lot. But then the pandemic hit, people were more in their house and I was still producing content, right? Like those days in the beginning of the pandemic, when we were like shopping, my husband and I were only shopping like once every two weeks with like masks and gloves and like, you know, we're all scrambling for toilet paper and like Lysol. And I'm like, don't forget the salami. That's really funny. (laughs) So, (laughs) But I started to use Instagram differently. I wasn't being as thoughtful with my posting or as interactive as you can be on Instagram. If you stop and think about Instagram as being kind of like a room in a networking event where you can meet like-minded business people, you can meet other people in your area that you could partner with. It really helps your engagement. It really encourages growth um, and it encourages a sense of community, especially during a time where we feel a lack of one. Right. Pivoting a business and growing it in a pandemic is very difficult. What was the biggest challenge that you found? So I think there is this pressure that we put on ourselves. I think we've all, or maybe I'm over speaking, maybe nobody else is struggling with this, but like (laughs) this thing that you, to open a business, you have to be vulnerable, right? You have to say, I have these goals. I want to meet them. And then to be like six months into your business and have a world pandemic stop you from being able to achieve goals is kind of like, oh man, like how, where do I go from here? But it's like taking a step back. Okay. How can I still get somewhere with this? How can I still make this grow? How can I still make this a real business with what I have available to me? And then like dealing with the, like the ick of like, I didn't meet that goal And I don't know if I'll ever go back to selling. Right now, I have a very nice setup between online classes. Uh, Now that things are opening up, last month I was able to do an in-person class. Um, So that was really cool. Um, And then selling sponsored ads to companies. So between those things, they keep me very busy. Now I've learned it's okay to continue to pivot. It's okay to take this meandering path um, to meet goals you didn't even know were possible. Like in August, when Chrissy Teigen had a contest for unconventional charcuterie boards, I entered and I won. I was one of the seven winners out of 5,000 entries, but that was nothing that was on my to-do list because what <laughs> right. was like something that could happen. <laughs> That's a huge undertaking. The idea of unlearning how to, you know, have an expectation and be okay when you don't reach it. Cause I have, I have the same thing. Are there any specific habits that you kind of develop to try to be okay with that? Um, so when I am conceptualizing a board, usually when I find a food product, I can see a whole board around it. I picture it in my head most times. Like for instance, last month, uh, I wanted to make a Valentine that was out of cheese. So I wanted it to be handheld. Mm-hmm. I wanted to fold cheese and be able to like hand someone, like even had the shot in my head of like <laughs> it to my husband, like a cheese gram. And I just could not, not right. because I needed to improve a skill, but cheese is just not flexible, <laughs> right? Like right, right. even the most flexible cheese is not going to be that flexible. I made it and I kind of hated it because mm. it wasn't the expectation I set for myself. 
and I wasn't going to post it, which sounds crazy, but you can relate that to anything, right? Like things don't work out the way you think. So there you think they're mm. not good enough, but I ended up posting it. It became by far the most liked post in February. One of my most liked posts in my career doing this, it was featured mm. in the Spruce and I almost didn't post it because it didn't meet this ridiculous expectation I had set, but I went for it and it really paid off. If you keep holding yourself to these unrealistic standards, your work to these unrealistic standards, and don't show yourself some grace, you might be missing an amazing opportunity. It's uncomfortable to be uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to Mm. be vulnerable, but to get comfortable being vulnerable can produce really great things. So can you talk a little bit about what your work at home setup is like? Our house has been quite chaotic. I'm very lucky to own a lot of boards. Boards can really set a tone. Like seriously, just the board you're putting it on. So I think I have like over 30 boards right now. I'm so lucky people send me boards too. I don't like just buy boards. Um, But then all the things that go with the styling and then actual food products, right? Mm. So we don't have a lot of storage in our house. So we just had custom closets put into our spare bedroom. And that's going to be kind of like dream boards operational headquarters. I'm going to try to keep everything organized. I'm going to try to keep everything in that space. It's not going to happen. Don't tell my husband. Uh, (laughs) That's where it all is. But yeah, so I have two, I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And in this, during the pandemic, our dog passed away and we got a puppy. So it's a little like, (laughs) oh my God. Life is like a circus over here. And I don't even know if I'm wow. a ringmaster. I think one of the kids is the ringmaster. <laughs> it's fun. It's chaotic. But there's now, especially with the pandemic, it being winter, we're in the house bored and we're bored in the house, right? Which is like the perfect song for this yeah. topic. I try to include my kids when I'm boarding. Like a lot of times in my stories, I'll share like behind the scenes. I just did a Reels on Sunday. And while I was building that, my four-year-old was building like a cup with like celery and carrots and I shared it in my That's story. so sweet. Uh, it is so sweet. It's so <laughs> sweet. And I, I hope, you know, I'm following these dreams that I have that I love to do and it does take away from the family time. So I feel like every mom ba- tries to balance things the best she can. Every mom struggles with mom guilt. That's self-induced. Um, but mm. I'm hopeful that as my girls grow, they see that mom is doing something that she loves. And I hope it makes them want to do something they love when they grow up. So it's crazy, but it's mind crazy, you know, curated chaos is what I call a lot of my boards. I like that. (laughs) And then I couldn't be talking to you and not ask you for uh, tips on making a great charcuterie board. So of course, yeah, I think there are like five steps you want to go through when you're building a board. Um, I'm going to tell you the steps. You're going to look at my feed and be like, Rachel, you're not following any of this. (laughs) But like, that's the fun thing, right? Like, I'm going to give you the rules. You're going to, whoever's listening, they can practice and then you can break the rules. I'm a firm believer that food should be fun. Food should be accessible. Um, So you're going to see crazy things on my boards like Doritos and corn dogs because some of them are going to be really fancy and some of them are going to be really kid friendly um, because that's, that's my life. Um, so when you're building a board, like I said, a board can actually set the tone of what material you're using and the shape. Um, you want to buy more ingredients than you think you need. So when you're building a board, you want to start with a variety of cheeses. That's the first thing. That's what we're here for, right? The cheese. Mm. And if you like funky flavors, if you like the stinky cheeses, go for it. The blues, the goats, the weird. Love it. (laughs) 
Um, but if you are new to this, try an aged cheddar and you're gonna wanna slice any hard cheese that you put on. And a soft cheese, I would recommend like a brie. It's creamy, mm. it's delicious, it goes with salty, it goes with sweet. Soft cheeses, you kind of want them on the sides of your boards because if you think about your guests going to serve themselves, a soft cheese you probably are gonna have to cut and you want them to be able to access it easily from the right. side of the board. So once you have those placed, right. then you're gonna add in your meats. Um, and those can be things like salami, uh, prosciutto. And if you really are a pepperoni fan, but don't love how they come in those like thick slices, you can go to your deli counter and ask for them to slice pepperoni really thin. You can do <laughs> the same kind of like salami roses or salami rivers with pepperoni. Um, but you don't want to ever just like slap your like curated meats like just on the board. You want to fold them uh, in half. You can fold them into fourths and um, into a rose, which there are tons of tutorials. That's like a hot thing right now. But you want to leave your meat in the fridge until you're putting it on your board. Uh, when the fat in the meat is like cold, it's easier to work with. You want to put them like near the cheeses, right? Because like they go together on a cracker, which is what we're coming to next. The third step is carbs. So I am here to tell you, I put the carbs right on the board. Other people <laughs> put them on the side. They mm. look them, make them look beautiful on a second board. Um, I just want them right there. Like carbs are life, right? You want to offer again, two to three carbs. You can do like a heartier cracker that's seeded, maybe with some dried fruit. If you have a stronger flavored cheese, you might want to pair that with a cracker that's a little more mild, like a water cracker. And you want those to be spaced out through your boards as well. Um, so you're not, you don't have like a glob of crackers here and then like a glob of meat here and cheese. Now, if we're thinking about our board, we have several cheeses next to several meats next to several carbs and we're really filling out our board and so now this is where you can add in themed items if you're doing a theme board um, and also anything like uh, fruits and vegetables you can do fresh or uh, dried or combination as you're placing your fruits and vegetables you want to think about placement of color so you wouldn't necessarily want your red strawberries next to your red pepperoni, prosciutto, salami. You want to space these out you so that there's balance. And then our board's almost full, but this last step is probably one of the most important because it's garnish. And that's really what takes your board to the next level. I always try to do two. You can do things like fresh herbs. So right now I'm using mint and sage because they remind me of spring. Edible flowers um, are great. Some people use non-edible flowers but I have kids, so they're going to put a flower in their mouth if it's on the board. So, right. so those are really cute pops of color and really take your board to the next level. Um, but they can also be uh, more things you would actually eat. Like this time of year, I know it sounds crazy, but I have a box of Lucky Charms that are ded dedicated just for garnish, right? Like how cute. All That's amazing. Words, right? Little <laughs> So think outside the box, like, yeah, that's not a typical garnish, I, especially not one I would be using in like July, but this mm. time of the year, it's just a fun little cute thing to add yeah. um, some whimsy to your board. And so that it doesn't look like everybody else's. I'm definitely going to be experimenting, which <laughs> is fantastic. Cause I can't wait to see what you make. Oh yeah. <laughs> I will post it. I will tag you. I will. Yeah. Yeah. Give you credit if it's good. I will pretend that <laughs> I just went rogue if it's not. <laughs> well, thank you so much for talking with me today. It was great to talk about food, honestly. Love it. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
Thanks to Rachel for that interview and for those tips uh, for how to make a charcuterie board that I know I'm going to mess up. See, that's why I like to stick with cocktails because even if I mess it up, it's still gonna look pretty on an Instagram. That's a good point. And it probably won't taste that bad, right? I don't know, you can mess up a cocktail pretty bad. <laughs> True. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We have new episodes every Tuesday. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.